Welcome to the Spiritual Movement Center podcast, the show where we talk about God, our humanity, faith, and the art of presence as prayer. I'm Jess Kennedy, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Peg Hutchins. And together, Jess and I welcome your whole self to this space, warts and all, reminding you that nothing is a surprise to God. Welcome to this week's episode of the Spiritual Movement Center podcast. This week we are going to dive into spiritual direction. Peg, are you going to direct me? (laughs) (laughs) No, she's not. (laughs) I am going to companion with you in this moment. Oh, okay. Yes, but there will be no formal spiritual direction in this moment. But, I, but I'm excited to talk about it. Good. So we probably have a lot of people listening that have either not heard of spiritual direction or have limited experience with it. So what is a basic or simple definition of spiritual direction? Well, I would say that Simply put, spiritual direction is a relationship where the director that guides a person into into a deeper relationship with God. So that's kind of me just formulating it right now. Mm-hmm. Because other directors um, that people would know that are in the field, like Tilden Edwards and Richard Rohr and Margaret Gunther and, um, oh golly, David Benner, David Benner, uh, Gerald May, they all everything points to that, and that's what I would I would say that that when I'm living out my spiritual direction call with someone, it's a matter of being present, listening to the voice of listening to the uh, where the Holy Spirit is actively inviting this person to into a deeper intimacy into a deeper relationship um, with God so it's all about pointing to God and growing in intimacy with God so do you have in your experience people that come for spiritual direction I know this isn't one of the questions we talked about sorry have people who have come to you for spiritual direction who haven't done it before do they typically wonder how they can hear God? Like, is that because you're pointing to God, but basically it's their their work? I think Margaret Gunther says it very well. Um, let me see where I can find this, where she says, she says, and this is this is classic. I find this to be true. She says, there People are hungry and lay or ordained. We find ourselves asked to respond to folks. And again and again, people call for an appointment to talk to somebody. There is urgency in their voices and they often are, they are often surprised that no one can see them that very day, that it might be necessary to wait a week or two. Then when they arrive, when the door is finally shut and the phone's turned off, they say apologetically, 
I'm not really sure why I'm here. <laughs> I don't know what I want. That, mm-hmm. right there, I hear it over and over again. I don't know, really know why I'm here. <laughs> and, and I know, and I don't know what I want. Well, what they want is they want, they want God, of course, but they're not able to say that's what they want. Hmm. Uh, they want to know themselves in relationship to God, but they're not able to even say that. That's, they, they can't articulate that either. And what they really want is spiritual direction. But they often aren't able to say that because they don't have a category for it. So I don't know if that's helpful. It is helpful. I mean, that's been my experience in receiving spiritual direction is I know there's something going on that I, there's something more, but it is that you sit down and you're face to face with who is the spiritual director is. And you're, I feel like, okay, why, why am I here? Like, I don't know something. (laughs) And then usually we start talking and then everything happens. Like, and sometimes everything happens and sometimes not a whole lot, but still it's this, I don't know, this open dialogue between me, God, and the spiritual director. Mm-hmm. How has spiritual direction been beneficial for you? <laughs> I'm the one that's supposed to ask questions, not you. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. You pause. Uh, <laughs> well, I know it's been really helpful for me in my own personal faith formation in that I've been able to ask questions and explore parts of my relationship with God that I thought nobody else struggled with or that were things that I had to figure out on my own. Yeah. And so it's that that aspect of being a part of community, even if it's just one other person, where you can have those conversations about doubt and, and things like that. But it's not another per just one other person. Yes. Because it is the Trinity that is present with us. Christ is present. Spirit is present. And that's the that's the beauty of it. Hmm. That it's not just two people. It is three. Hmm. And um, at least a director is always to remember that yes. <laughs> and to know that because everything, it, the real director is the Holy Spirit. Hmm. The real director is the Holy Spirit. And um, yeah, I, could, I was thinking as I was reflecting on this um, spiritual direction earlier today, I was thinking about the propensity that this has to um, breed such unhealthy formation. Hmm that's really deformation if a person that is a person that is working in the area of spiritual direction always must be under direction hmm. that's so yeah I mean uh, I, I have a spiritual director and I have oh and I've, I've had a spiritual direct director not the same one yeah but um, for over golly about 40 years I've been in and out of direction, depending upon where I am. Um, and I started doing that when when I was um, when I was pastoring. Actually, I was doing that before, but 
but um, <clears throat> intentionally I sought a, a spiritual director when I was pastoring because I just felt dry. Hmm. I felt, I just, I, I didn't feel like I was being shaped and formed anymore. Hmm. And I knew there had to be a whole lot more, and I needed it. And so it was the best thing that I ever did. And out of that has come my relationship with Jeannie, and out of that has come um, this whole movement. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it was, and the spiritual director I have now, she's, um, she's been a lifesaver to me through these years. I mean, really a lifesaver to me through these years. And what I always hold before me in the in the depths of formation, my formation now that really keeps me grounded. And I'll I'll never forget how she she's just the sweetest woman. And she I was talking about oh I probably my extremes of emotion, you know, mm -hmm. like or somebody was I felt attacked or whatever it may be. <laughs> I don't know. And she's and she says, I wonder if the invitation might be for you in these days. If you are praised and given accolades, so what? If somebody rips you to shreds and um, says bad things about you, so what? That you hold each extreme very loosely, and then in the center, what really matters is that that you're present with God, and in that present, you're not uh, teeter tottering mm -hmm. all over the place. That your val, my value, and my being, my um, emotions stay in proper order. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't have them. Yeah, but. It's a great, for me, it's a great call. It's a great piece of formation because, I mean, if somebody, you know, in, in, in the work, and you see it, where someone um, could, you know, can think, give me words of praise and accolades. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm not in a good place, um, I mean, it has a propensity to put your ego in a place it doesn't belong. Yeah. And so, um, and the same thing, if somebody talks falsehoods, lies mm -hmm. about you. It's um, talks behind your back, whatever it may be. Um, that has the propensity to cause me to spiral down. Yeah. So you see that piece there. So like you teeter totter. Nobody can see that. <laughs> Imagine a teeter totter in Imagine your head. Imagine a teeter totter going back forth. <laughs> but it's it's basically it's like what so what? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. But, yeah. but that. But that takes time to develop, and I don't do it perfectly. I mean, it's always a good reminder when I start to feel one way or the other. Hmm. So, so anyway, spiritual direction for myself um, is yeah. vitally important. Yeah, and so what you're saying is that one of, if you're looking for a spiritual director and in a relationship with a spiritual director, you want to know that they are also doing their work. That they're Absolutely. receiving spiritual direction. That's an important part of Absolutely. being healthy in that leadership role. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for if you if you're looking for a spiritual director and you're sitting with that person the first time, ask them hmm. when was the last time you met with your spiritual director? Because 
I certainly don't want to sit with somebody that's not seeing a spiritual director. You know, I mean, it's it's a continual movement to the voice of God and what is happening in a person's life. Um, yeah, in fact, I haven't seen, I won't see people if I haven't seen my spiritual director in a while. I just don't feel that it's um, ethically right for yeah. me. Um, that's part of the, I guess, the informal covenant that you have made in being a spiritual director mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. And I would want somebody to ask me that question. When was the last time you saw your spiritual director? Which reminds yeah. me, I've got to make an appointment. <laughs> I'll remind you when we're done with this. <laughs> no, I'll remember. <laughs> oh, golly. You know, that's another thing Margaret Gunther talks about. Um, she was an Episcopal priest, and she wrote... Um, Holy Listening, The Art of Spiritual Direction, which a book I I return to over and over again. Um, she talks about she's always astounded at the laughter that comes <laughs> out of um, a spiritual direction time. And there is. There's great laughter and great joy. Uh, I think there's a misunderstanding that you seem to go into some dark cave somewhere and it's ominous. And, <laughs> I mean, the whole idea is when you go to visit, go to be with a spiritual director, you're welcomed. Yeah. That means there's a place prepared for you. There's light. There's water. There's tea. There, whatever mm-hmm. there may be. Mm-hmm. But it's aesthetically pleasing. It's not. So there's a whole. There's um. There is an art about spiritual direction. Yeah. There truly is. Something that you said earlier about the Holy Spirit being the true director. It strikes me that there are lots of different denominations and religions that have spiritual direction as part of their practice. As a Christian, is it important to know where your spiritual director... Like, you practice spiritual direction from the standpoint of Christianity. Absolutely. And that the Holy Spirit is the director. Absolutely. But not all spiritual directors are that way. That's right. And that doesn't mean that they're not doing a good job in their particular realm of religion or whatever it may be. Like take Spiritual Directors International, for example. There's all kinds of spiritual directors Mm -hmm. that are offered there from Buddhist to Hindu to you name it. It's, It's there. Yeah. But if you're a Christian, you want to be clear that the person you're sitting with knows God. Yeah. Now, how you do that is up to you, I would, would, would think. But I, so many times when people go into a, to be with a person, be with a spiritual director or looking for a spiritual director, that they somehow think that they can't speak or ask questions. Mm-hmm. When in fact, you must. Yeah. This is about your grow, you growing in your relationship with God. And you certainly don't want some somebody speaking into your life. If you're in a very, you're in a crisis, a crisis of faith. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're with somebody that's got a good, solid theology. Yeah, and, and I think that that's where, often in faith crises, there's this deep vulnerability, and unless you are asking questions and know, finding more about who the spiritual director is and what their practices are, there's a level of trust that's not going to be available to you because you're not, 
I mean, you're not taking charge of your own process. You're not, and I think that's part of the responsibility of of taking charge of your own process and recognizing that, like, spiritual direction isn't about you going to somebody for advice or going to somebody for you to, to have them tell you what to do. Exactly. Exactly. That's not what spiritual direction is. Mm-hmm. As a director... I'm listening to where's the movement of grace? Where's the movement of God in a person? Where's the distorted image that this person is has? Where are the lies? What are I'm listening for lies. I'm listening for distortions. I'm listening for truth. Yeah. I'm listening for where the movement is of God. I'm listen I'm listening for the longing <laughs> deep within deep within and um and at the same time, I'm listening to the guidance of the Holy Spirit as to what is God inviting this person to. Yeah. And um, listening for what the invitation is. And then I, I will ask them, well, what do you suppose is your invitation from God here? Mm-hmm. A spiritual director does not give you answers. Mm-hmm. A spiritual director can offer you movement to God. Mm-hmm. Now, that's me. I just, I don't want somebody telling me, thus says the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) But I do want people that I know hear from God to, and have experience and wisdom to uh, offer me possibilities. Yeah. And I think that that's something that I hear from your own experience of spiritual direction and what I know from my experience and what I've read about spiritual direction is some some of the most opening or freeing moments in spiritual direction have come when a, a spiritual director asks a question about something or notices something that is just something small. Right. Like, have you considered the possibility that, or could it be that, or... What if would, it's not? Yes, what if it's not? <laughs> You know, like you think everything's dark and gloomy and then all of a sudden a question is asked and you see that there's sunshine. You know, just some of those moments, I think, is what the beauty and the gift that spiritual direction can be for people in their lives. Yeah, the hope is it guides folks into freedom Mm -hmm. and knowing that they're the beloved (laughs) above all. You know, and God loves to do that. I mean, holy crow. Can I say something about, of course I can. (laughs) (laughs) I want to. You already asked me a question. I know. So So, I want to read more from Margaret Gunther's Uh, book here. It's on page three. And it says, spiritual direction is not psychotherapy, nor is it um, inexpensive and inexpensive substitute. Hmm. Let me start that again. Spiritual direction is not psychotherapy, nor is it an inexpensive substitute. Although the disciplines are compatible and frequently share raw material. Spiritual direction is not pastoral counseling, counseling, nor is it to be confused with mutual mutuality of deep friendships, for it is unashamedly hierarchical. Hmm. 
not because a director is somehow better or holier than the directee, but because in this covenanted relationship, the director has agreed to put herself aside or himself aside so that his total attention, her total attention, can be focused on the person sitting in the other chair. And then she says, what a gift to bring to another, the gift of disinterested, loving attention. And by that, it's, it's a matter of listening, but listening in a way that we're not thinking about how, how to fix it, mm-hmm. or thinking about what's to be said, or how am I gonna respond? but just to be present in it. And so when she says, but it's quite comical, I think, that she (laughs) says that, you know, the gift of disinterested, loving attention. Well, it's love without an agenda. Absolutely. Well, the agenda is, where's God in it? Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, and I think she said mutuality of friendship or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's not that. Yeah, but I think about some of the close, intimate friendships that I have with other Christians, and there is a dis- there's a decided difference between what sharing and growing in my faith looks like with them versus sitting with a spiritual director. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of times, not a lot of times, all the time, I need both of them. Like, I need that... that on the journey together, in the thick and thin of it, celebrating, rejoicing, doing life together. Mm -hmm. And I need that disinterested love without an agenda where we're listening to God together so that I can become more fully myself. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's it's about becoming. Yes. Yeah. It's it's about becoming. Oh, well, there's lots of things in this book I'd love to share, but I'm not going to. And that's Holy Listening by Margaret Gunther. Mm-hmm. Classic spiritual direction. It really, really is. I just want to pick your brain. Here's Never something. mind. I have something. <laughs> I have something. I knew there was something that is I'll just, hold that thought for later. This is back to Margaret Gunther. Okay. So the amateur is a lover. Love impels her work and lies at its heart. Spiritual direction as a work of love is also a work of freedom. The director is willing to let be, to love with an open hand. Hers is a contemplative love, immune from temptation to devour, possess, or manipulate, always seeing the other as a child of God. She's filled with respect even awe in the presence of the person sitting across the sacred space. But it is my holy patch of worn carpet or the other end of a park bench. Hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were going to say? So as you sit in your rocking chair, which is your <laughs> equivalent of your faded patch of carpet. True. You mentioned earlier that one of the reasons you initially sought out a spiritual director was that you were feeling, as a pastor, you were feeling dry and knew that there was something more. So what 
feeling dry, knew that there's something more. I was just thinking as you say that, it was, um, it's more about, as I look at it now, from this side of everything, it's, it's um, seeking, what are the obstacles? Mm -hmm. What obstacles are in, have I built up? What, what, what are they? To name those, to name those. So anyway, go ahead. So obviously, pastors being in ministry 24-7, for the most part, are people that I think would naturally want or need spiritual direction. But is it just for pastors and people in ministry or? No, it's for anybody that is growing in a relationship with God, anybody that's seeking God. It's not just for clergy or pastors or people that are in the church. Mm. It's for the whole people of God. Or even people that have a theological education or have been lifelong Christians. Absolutely. But it's for anyone who desires Absolutely. to grow closer to Absolutely. So in that season of dryness and you started meeting with a spiritual director, what were some of the things that really moved you? How did the Lord work through that in your life? Well, simply said, it, it guided me into humility. Hmm. It makes me cry just to think about it. <laughs> Hmm. Actually, it, it guided me into humility in a way that had to come to the end of myself and only coming to the end of myself and knowing that I'm nothing. Hmm. God picks, you up, picks me up and says, but you're everything to me. Hmm. But it took the movement of God we can't come to the end of ourselves by our, by ourselves, you know, because we, we're going to will it. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Um, but I think that was that was the the directive of the Holy Spirit of why I was seeking all along. That I that this is what God was inviting me into, and so so it guided me into into humility, and knowing that I've really got nothing. And that God doesn't need me. God desires me and uh, loves me, but certainly doesn't need me to spread the word of the gospel. But delights that I apprentice with <laughs> and always pointing to God. So it, it was a road, it was a path and a journey and a continued journey to humility. I think it would be good to just touch on um, what spiritual direction is and what spiritual direction isn't. Okay. Now that could be a whole yeah another podcast or stuff, but um, well, I think it would be a good a good way to close this beginning intro of it. Okay. I'm a fan of David Benner, and in his book, he what is it? Sacred Companions. He he spells it out very clearly and very well. He, you know, he's a psychotherapist, so he knows the difference between counseling and spiritual direction. Anyhow, he's so he says. Uh, I'm just going to highlight what spiritual direction is not. He says, first of all, spiritual direction is not mysterious. <laughs> it does not involve secret handshakes or esoteric rituals. 
it is not very different from some of the things Christians currently do as they seek to nurture spiritual growth in each other. Hold that thought. I think that that is when I first, my first time ever doing spiritual direction with you. And I think that that was one of the things that I thought. I was like, this whole spiritual direction thing, people talk about how it's good. People talk about, you know, that it's a good thing, but what in the world am I going to have to do or say in order to like meet these steps or like... To know the holy mystery. Yes, to know the mystery. That's funny. All right, yeah. now you can but continue. It, but it's t- but yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, so where was I? But, but neither is it many of the other things people associate it with. Being clear about what it is not is the first step towards understanding what it is. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. So spiritual direction is not new. It's been with us for year, for for centuries and centuries and centuries. I mean, let's face it, the epistles are full of spiritual direction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, encouragement. Spiritual direction is not authoritarian. Uh, the terms director implies telling someone what to do. The fear is therefore that people seeking help place themselves under the authority of the spiritual director, submitting passively to the direction direction provided. While spiritual direction may have been practiced in this way at some point in the past, it is not now. Well, it's not done here that <laughs> way, that's for sure. Spiritual direction... It is important to distinguish, too, spiritual direction from shepherding and spiritual direction should never be involved, should never involve a replacement of divine authority hmm. with human authority. It does not place an intermediary between the individual and God. That's that what needs you were, to be heard. Yeah, that's what you were talking about earlier and how the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is the director. Yeah, the only authority that has any place in spiritual direction is God mm-hmm. himself and God's word. And the true spiritual director is the spirit of God. So that is primary mm-hmm. of all. Spiritual direction is not giving advice. That's <laughs> right along with everything else we do here. Not interpretation. It's not interpretation. It's, you can offer, well, what if, I wonder. Yep. Spiritual direction is not discipling. Spiritual direction is also, and it's different, let me just say a little bit about that. Although the term discipling is used in various ways, it generally implies more accountability on the part of the one seeking help and more direction being given by the one offering help. While spiritual direction may uh, involve a degree of accountability, it is primarily a relationship of accompaniment. Hmm. And while spiritual directors may at sometimes direct the process of discussion, they are much less likely to direct the content. They are also more likely to offer suggestions than to give advice. I never give advice. You never hear me giving advice. And finally, spiritual direction is not preaching. (laughs) (laughs) The spiritual director does not function like a preacher seeking to challenge, exhort, edify, or direct another person by expounding God's word. The spiritual direction is not moral guidance. That's so important. 
In general, morality is not the primary concern of this form of Christian nurture. The primary concern is deepening one's relationship with God. In, in respect to spiritual direction and, and being more moral guidance, that would be, if it was a moral guidance, it would severely limit its scope. And being preoccupied with moral considerations keeps us from being pro, uh, propelled and preoccupied with the Spirit of God, whose agendas for personal transformation are often not ours. In, in other words, what, what I'm sensing he's saying, in spiritual direction, the Holy Spirit will convict a person of their sin. Hmm. So we, we're not, and then all that is an invitation to, to, for redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And becoming free into, in their life of, life of God. So it's not moral guidance. The Holy Spirit tends to that. Yeah. I mean, it's not my job to sit and say, what, you know, well, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, it also speaks back to the Margaret Gunther quote about loving with open hands. Right. There's, if spiritual direction is. It's not judgment. Reduced to moral guidance or put into that category, you don't have an open hand anymore because you're kind of trying to control that person and shape them into what you think is the right moral absolutely realm to live in absolutely absolutely spiritual direction is not counseling spiritual direction is not teaching let's see what else does he say so then he says and i agree with him spirit this is what spiritual direction is spiritual direction is a prayer process spiritual direction is help in cultivating a deeper personal relationship with god Spiritual direction is focused on increasing awareness of God in the midst of life experience. And spiritual direction is directed towards surrender to God's loving will. So there it is. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> well, we don't know what you have. <laughs> we don't know what you've heard. <laughs> oh, golly. So if there are any nuggets, I hope that they'll grow. Yeah. And anything that's been hasn't had any richness to it it'll fall away and be forgotten forever yep yep that's a good prayer peg it's been lovely sitting here with you chatting about spiritual direction always fun with you jess <laughs> always fun <laughs> she's saying that seriously bt dubs honestly yes it is always fun it is always fun Thank you all for listening into this week's episode of the Spiritual Movement Center podcast. We are grateful for your listening. And if you like this episode and would like to hear more, please make sure to click the subscribe button on whatever device that you are listening to this. If it's Apple iTunes, hit subscribe there. Um, you can also read our show notes, which will include links to the books we referenced and any other helpful resources we would like to give you on spiritual direction and finding a spiritual director. If you have any questions or want to give us feedback on what you've heard, um, you can email us at podcast at spiritualmovementcenter.com. As always, we thank you for listening and... Um, 
<laughs> I was doing so well. Until I looked at you. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't because you looked at me. It was because I realized I didn't know how to wrap it up. <laughs> well, ta-ta for now. <laughs> Until next time. Adios. Ha, <laughs> ha,